Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today, we have Asia Rutledge on the line, and Asia is a woman living life on her own terms. Four years ago, she quit the American dream, moved abroad, and designed her own business, and also started homeschooling her son. She was way ahead of the curve when it comes to this corona thing. Um, Asia hosts the podcast, She Said, We Should, which helps Black women heal from Black mama trauma, okay, and become the mothers they desire to be. So thank you so much, Asia, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I wanted to I wanted to have you on because you have such a unique story. So when we say she quit the American dream, everybody's probably like, what? What do you, what, what? That's what everybody lives for, right? Um, <laughs> so when you quit the American dream, you moved abroad. Now, where did you move to? We moved to Mexico. So you moved to Mexico. So you just got up, said, you know what? <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> and I would it just wasn't sort of, that simple. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So what made you decide to go ahead and move to Mexico? Um, The way I describe it is like turning a massive ship, right? Like Mm -hmm. some people say, oh, it was a moment I just had and I made a decision. But for me, it was like turning this massive ship, what doesn't just happen, you know, suddenly. And um, so it, it was just like a long progression of things. So there was, I worked in corporate America. I had owned a house. I made six figures. I'm a single mom. So it was just me and my son. And it kind of started with, you know, I was teaching him like the etiquette of conversation. And so we would sit at dinner and we would practice conversation. And so he had learned to ask me, you know, how was your day today? You know, um, did you enjoy your day? Things like that. And what happened was consistently as he would ask me, how was your day today? I would be like, eh, um, it was all right. You know, and so he started picking up on this and being like, why is it never good? Why is it never, you know, great? Like, why is it always in? And then it just got to the point I didn't want to talk about it. And I didn't like that because I'm sitting here telling him he can do whatever, he can do all the things. But then when he asked me about my job and my day, I'm like, eh, but I'm not changing it. I'm not doing anything. You know what I mean? So um, it kind of started there. And then my job, Uh, I was working remotely, my whole team was working remotely, and they decided they were pulling everybody back into the office. But I had my whole life set up to be working from home. Like, I'm a single mom, I don't have time to be driving an hour both ways. So I was like, I'm not coming back to the office. Y'all can go ahead and figure out my severance package. And um, I guess I thought I was kidding. It was like a month later, my manager was like, so did you figure out where, what department you want to work in? I'm like, I told you a month ago get my severance package together. (laughs) So um, they finally did that. And then, so I didn't have a job. And then I had been living in the suburbs. I had moved up there for my son to go to this particular school. And things had just kept happening with this school. That's where I really learned about the school to prison pipeline being real. 
And um, I eventually had pulled him out to school. So he wasn't even going to the school that we lived in the neighborhood for. And so I'm like, why do I live up here? Like, I'm not even a suburban person. Like, this is not even my jam. And so once I quit the job, I was like, I can sell the house. I don't want to live up here. We don't have no reason to live up here. So I sold the house so eventually. And then another thing happened with school. And then my son and I both decided we're going to homeschool. Like we're tired of these schools. We've done, a, we've done public school. We've done private school. We've done all the things like this is just not working. And so um, we decided to homeschool. And so I found myself in a position of, I have absolutely no ties to anything here. Like, I don't have to go to work. I don't have to take my son to a school. I don't have to, you know, pay for a house. Like, why am I sitting here? I could do this anywhere. And so then I started researching cost of living around the world. And I was just getting my mind blown every time I would look up places of like in Mexico or Spain or wherever and compare it to Atlanta. And I was like, this is insane. And uh, there was a world schooling conference coming up in Mexico. And so I just decided I'm going to start at that conference because at least that'll be um, a community of people who are doing this. They know how to do this. If I have questions, I can ask them, you know, it's not just me like going out there on my own and just trying to figure it out. And so the conference, I believe it was like October of that year. And I was like, that's what we're doing. And that's what we did. The plan was to um, start at the conference and then I had picked like seven cities I wanted to go to in Mexico. So the plan was like to go to a city for every, for two two months or something, right? Like just really be nomadic and hop around and see what I really liked and what areas of Mexico I liked and all that. Because the long-term goal always was to move abroad, but I didn't know where, you know, exactly. So I wanted to see what areas of the country I liked and all this kind of stuff. Um, however, we got to the World School Conference, met some amazing people, and then I started learning what they were paying to live there, and we just was like, we're staying here. <laughs> and that, like, it makes so much sense, what you just said, because everybody that I know that comes from another company, I mean, com company, another country that's not native to the U.S., for instance, my ex, he was from Cameroon, the cost mm -hmm. of living is crazy like it is so cheap and i'm like why are we here <laughs> yeah why? it's like you know they always say they always talk about like if you live in the u.s even if you're the poorest in the u.s you're like the in the highest one of the richest people in the world or something you know you know mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. i never i can never remember it exactly but i you know when you don't live anywhere else or understand that cost of living you're like what are you talking about like I'm poor and it sucks. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. when you go somewhere else and you see how they're really living and you see how your money can translate, it's like, you get it. It's like, oh my goodness. And then, so I, you know, being in Mexico, it's like, why were we struggling there? And I wasn't struggling. I mean, clearly I, I had a six figure job. I was doing all the things, but that all comes with a price, you know? Mm -hmm. So while I wasn't struggling financially, I was struggling in many ways, mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, and so there was still was struggle. And when I, when I removed that, it was exactly what you're saying. Like, why was I doing that? What in the world was I doing that for so long for? 
So right. yeah, I completely agree. Right. And then I also wanted to back up to where you said um, <clears throat> you were teaching your son, you know, the art of communication and things like that. So a similar thing happens between me and my kids. You know, I have this rule where every day you have to say something good that happened and something bad that happened and then something you learn. And so, you know, that helps them think beyond like, oh, it was okay. Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because usually when kids come home to school, you'd be like, how was your day? And that just leaves it too open. Yes, it does. <laughs> like, for them to just say, oh, it was fine. And then the conversation's over. So yep. we had a rule where you have to say something good, something bad, and then something you learn. And so I did it too. And so when I was working in corporate, you know, I would say something good, you know, whatever happened that day. And then when it came to something bad, I'm like, I had to work with people that I really don't like. (laughs) (laughs) And it just like, after a while, they're like, okay, mommy, like, if you don't like anybody at your job, (laughs) like you're saying it every day. Right. It was like, it was that or some form of that every day, I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, something along that same vein. So I just wanted to encourage, I just wanted to hit on that point because I wanted to encourage the parents that are listening um, to have these conversations with your kids um, because that's the only way you're going to know, you know, really what's going on. Like sometimes my youngest son would be like, oh, somebody did something to me on the bus. And that was like his something bad happened and then I'm like that probed me to ask more questions and he wouldn't have opened that door if I didn't um, have that rule in place so I just wanted to encourage people around that Um, also so going back to the money side though (laughs) because you know that's why we're here Um, (laughs) when you moved to Mexico did you keep a job in the U.S. or did you find a job in Mexico well, no. So I had, um, you know, I had quit my job at, mm-hmm. at the at the company, and so um, no. What I knew about myself was I'm not a corporate American worker, and so for me, I had determined that that was my last job, and mm-hmm. so I was just so the house was like my buffer. I sold my house. I bought my house at a perfect time. I bought it 2011, right after the whole 2008 fiasco so I had made money off my house so that was my buffer for me to figure out how am I going to make money how am I going to sustain myself while we do whatever we want to do but what I know for sure is I'm not going back to corporate America because the job that I had just left I knew I didn't want that job when it was offered to me (laughs) but I didn't have a plan in place and so I took the job with very much like melee like very upset calling my friends and my friends like you know what you want to do but I didn't have a choice I didn't have a backup plan I didn't have another option and so I took the job and I had been there for three years and every day was just brutal and so I was like I'm not doing this again because this is not the environment for me I'm very clear that this is not where I thrive and I can't keep doing this to myself so I sold my house I used that money as a buffer and I figured it out and I actually did get um I worked in HR systems um so I actually had gotten a job um like a contract through Upwork um and Mm -hmm. it was you know it was sufficient and so when I what I realized when I moved to Mexico was 
I didn't have to figure out how to make that much money because what it cost me to live in the U.S. was nothing compared to what it cost me to live in Mexico. So these little, you know, jobs. So like what I had done, what I did was got got this job for this um, company who um, like basically, um, what was it called? Sources like top talent for recruiters and stuff. Up. And so they needed their profiles that, you know, they wanted like these polished profiles. So basically it was like this highlighted resume writing job and um, it didn't pay a ton of money, but it paid enough for us to live month to month in Mexico where I wasn't tapping into my savings and I was working like 20 hours a week. So I didn't even think about the job in relation to my day to day. I thought about like what do we want to do today and then I just fit the work in around it because 20 hours a week is nothing you know like I can get up in the morning do two hours we can come home that night and I can do two hours before I go to bed and I did I did my work for the day you know mm-hmm. and can we just because I heard you say Upwork can we just snap for Upwork please because I <laughs> I just got hit to Upwork probably about Mm, a few weeks ago or maybe a month ago now and I have already hired five freelancers <laughs> that are helping really? tremendously <laughs> with running my business so I highly 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 recommend Upwork not just for freelancing but also as somebody that needs freelancers um, it is a wonderful platform and while I was on there I did go ahead and make a profile uh, <laughs> Yes, because Upwork is amazing. I still get clients through Upwork. And I'll be honest, you know, people might think, oh, it's like gig things or whatever. But that first job, that was my first foray into Upwork. And it was like, a, I don't know, I think I did it for like five, five months, maybe. And um, I was like, whatever. And then I even took a break. Like, I didn't even think about going back to it or whatever. But then something was like, why don't you try this again? And um, I've got I've gotten significant clients from there. And I have, they've been long-term clients. So like two of the clients that I've gotten from there, I've, I've worked with them for over two years. So it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be like these quick contracts and you're always hustling. You know, it's, it's, it's really how you make it and Upwork allows you to set it up like that. Like, no, I'm looking for long-term. I'm looking for 30 plus hours or no, I just want a short-term gig for five hours a week, you know? And Upwork has just, it's been my jam. I love it. It works out. And, you know, I have those moments of like, wait a minute, I didn't did all this stuff. What the hell am I doing? Make, you know, saying this is my rate and then doubling it. Right. And I, and I just have kept doing, just keep doubling my rate. And I just had, um, got hired by a client this week with a new rate and she didn't even ask me any questions about that rate. And so I'm like, yeah, no, this is what it is because you have people on there who really have significant businesses and really don't have the time to do it. And you know, they also have corporate, they have corporations and big companies also who search for people on Upwork. So it really is a really good resource. Absolutely. So y'all, whatever skill you have, <laughs> go ahead and throw it on Upwork because I can assure you there is somebody that is looking for you. So all those that say, oh, I don't know what to do. Think about mm-hmm. what you love to do. So whether that's, um, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to say responding to emails, <laughs> you know, whatever <laughs> it is that you love to do, I can assure you there is somebody out there that is looking for you. Um, I mean, there's people, you know, with um, Instacart and stuff, there's people grocery shopping for people. There's stuff like it doesn't matter whatever it is there is somebody that needs you okay so yeah. let me get off my upwork um <laughs> my upwork soapbox um but with um so moving to mexico you were able to now if you don't mind me asking how much did you cut down your living expenses um no it's fine i think so i'm trying to remember i think when i had my house and everything. Um, I think my expenses were just under, I don't say they were like around 45 to 4,700 a month. Um, Cause I, my, my son has a lot of out of pocket medical expenses. And so I'm always paying that. So it was about that. And then when we went to Mexico, um, the most that I had ever spent in a month was 1200. Mm. And that was um, that was everything. That was housing, that was gas, that was internet, that was food, that was transportation, that was, I mean, that was fun stuff. That was eating, that we ate out way too much. That was going to the movies whenever we wanted to. That was taking trips to, you know, to um, other towns. I don't mean flying. I mean, like some, you could take like hour bus rides to other towns and do stuff for the day. Um, so that was like my uninhibited budget right in Mexico was like 1200 at the most and if I wasn't doing all that gallivanting it's probably around 900 a thousand a month and so my whole thing was and that's where I had the major epiphany of like what am I doing like struggling my entire life in the U.S. to what look like I'm doing something where now I'm really doing something. You know what I'm saying? I have mm -hmm. the freedom to be creative. I have the freedom to hang out with my kid. I have the freedom to do stuff with my friends. And I still work. And I still make the money that I need to live. We travel. We go to the movies. We do all this stuff. Like, I'm actually now living. I don't know what the hell I thought I was doing before. But that wasn't this. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, um, so, yeah. So And that's what I started seeing when I, cause there's a website, it's called numbio.com and you can compare cost of living from anywhere in the country because locals will enter their information, right? So if they say, oh, you live in Atlanta, we need more information from Atlanta. How much does bread cost? How much do tomatoes cost? How much does rent cost? You know, so you get actual um, data, factual data. And so when I was plugging in the numbers, that's what I was seeing. Like, hold up, I can live here for a thousand dollars off of what I live, because it'll compare, like, what you live in Atlanta for $6,000, you can live in Mexico, you know, this city for $2,000, and I was like, what in the heck, they got to be lying, you know, but mm. the more research I was doing, and the more I was looking, I was like, no, this is for real, and when I moved, and I saw, like, no, this is for real, and it was, it was just, when you don't have, you don't realize, like, what money, what stressed money brings until you really don't have it like even if you make good money right like I was making good money but it came with so much mm -hmm. and so I didn't realize all that it came with until I just didn't have it anymore and it was like this is freedom like this is literally freedom that over there was that was not freedom so it, yeah mm -hmm. it's a it's a mind-blowing difference 
And that's important because your quality of life has improved just because you're not like, you don't have to stress about bills and things like that. You know, making mm-hmm. $1,200 in a month is easy, especially if you want Upwork. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You can still you know? charge American prices. So. <laughs> right. And that's the trick though. That's the trick, right? Don't go nowhere trying to talk, trying to, you know, make their local money and be like, oh, it's your lie on their podcast. No, the trick, the key is you still need to make American dollars mm-hmm. because if you're making the local currency, you will be struggling or it's not going to be as easy. It's not going to be as simple. So that is the thing. You still need to be making American currency because it's the, it's the exchange rate that allows you to live like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure an added bonus of living there is also learning the language, learning the culture and things like that. So I am definitely going to be researching this. So what was the name of that website again? <laughs> <laughs> Numbio, I think it's N-U-B-E-O.com. B-O. Okay. I am definitely going to be checking that out. And for those listening, I will go ahead and throw that in the show notes. So thank you so much, Asia, for joining me today. This was an awesome episode and hopefully it inspires someone else to quit the American dream because I know it did for me. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to go and see <laughs> if I can find somewhere in Africa somewhere because I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> but where can people find you if they want to follow your story or learn more about you? Um, yeah, they can follow me at www.shesaidweshed.com. And then um, on Instagram, you can find me at it's doing life afraid. So at doing life afraid. I also have a blog if you want to um, follow my story in Mexico, but I'm telling you now it has not been updated in years, um, but I haven't taken it down. So everything, you know, is still there from our journey and everything. And that's um, www.doinglifeafraid.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll have all of that in the show notes. You all, please, please, please check Asia out. She's a phenomenal woman and she is definitely living life on her own terms. So thank you so much, Asia. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwithtea.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Talk to you soon.